Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. Welcome to episode 167 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcasts. Hey friends, I'm going to change things up on you a bit here. Last week I brought you the first of two mini-episodes on the double KCBS competition this past Labor Day long weekend out in Didsbury, Alberta. And episode number two was going to come out this week with the results and a conversation with the Barbecue on the Bow Grand Champion. Well, something else has come up, and instead I'm going to bring you a chat I had this past weekend with Shanika Abasenge from Bessie Box. Bessie Box is a Calgary-based food delivery service that aims to connect quality farmers and producers directly with consumers. I've cooked a couple of items from our Bessie Box, and the food has been amazing. Bessie Box is a sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network, and Shanika also has a podcast of her own on the network that we talk about. I'm rushing this episode out because Bessie Box is running their end of summer sale right now for just a couple of more days as this episode comes out. So if you're listening to this before Thursday, September the 16th, head over to www.bessiebox.com and use the code ENDOFSUMMER to save 25% on your order. Stay tuned and I'll have the second competition episode out in the next few days. Have you checked out After the Cook? Live on YouTube every Tuesday and also in podcast form on all your favorite podcatchers, Eat More Barbecue Digital Media is pleased to be helping with the production of the podcast version of the show. To find out how Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production, email us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. That music you're hearing in the background is one of two new original compositions by my friend Alan Horbin, who has graciously provided all of the music you hear on this podcast. Check him out on YouTube. That's Alan with one L, Horbin, H-O-R-A-B-I-N. He's a great guy and a very talented musician, and I appreciate his support of the show. This portion of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by ATB Financial. At ATB, we make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And here with Shanika Abasinga. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> from Bessie Box. Welcome to the, uh, the show, Shanika. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. I've been emailing back <laughs> trying to get this set up, so really excited. The question I ask everybody to, right off the bat is, mm-hmm. what does barbecue mean to you? Ooh, barbecue means to me family. So just being surrounded by a ton of people, which I know we haven't been able to do yeah, for, <laughs> for two years now. And then I would also say experimentation um, with what I do now. We're always looking at how can you cook something differently or barbecue something differently, or can we try something a bit more interesting? Yeah. Uh, so that's what comes to mind, but definitely just family and being around a lot of people. Miss awesome. it. 
correct answer there is. Now, culturally, you know, mm-hmm. I only ask yeah. because I'm curious, f- over fire cooking from different cultures, obviously. Yeah. You know, I'm a little white. <laughs> so the, the barbecue that I know is mm-hmm. what people here in North America we know as barbecue, but kind of your culture. Um, and sort of not necessarily barbecue but live fire open fire cooking yeah so um, for everyone that can't see me uh, (laughs) I am Sri Lankan Um, I was born here and raised here but my parents immigrated uh, like a couple years before I was born so um, we don't do a lot of traditional Sri Lankan food over the fire here but I do have memories of when I was a kid going to Sri Lanka but the cuisine um, spice is obviously different different in flavoring and stuff like that but I would say what I found was interesting is just uh, with Sri Lanka specifically it's an island Mm -hmm. so just the best seafood um, specifically crab Mm -hmm. is like the one memory that I have that I saw my uncle kind of like making out on an open fire yeah yeah awesome I I, I like to ask because I hear people primarily in the southern U.S. Mm-hmm. argue over who invented barbecue. <laughs> the way I look at it, every culture around the world oh, 100%. started cooking over yeah. fire, right? So it's, there's no... Yeah, it was just the, the cave people from yes. way back then exactly. invented something. And it's, you know, technically, I guess it's, we're still doing it today with barbecue and stuff, but yeah. even like a gas fireplace, fire stove, sorry, gas stove. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's other ways to do it. Awesome. Yeah. So I want to get, uh, we'll talk about Bessie Box. And yeah. There, but uh, you also have a podcast. Yes, I do. On the, uh, on the Alberta <laughs> Podcast Network that I'm intrigued by. We're, we're chatting Just chatting about, about it. About it. So yeah. It, get, it's, get checkered, right? Yeah. So and about it's that. all about Formula One. Yeah. And as I was chatting with you about, but it just came from watching Netflix's Drive Survive, which I think is why Formula One signed that deal, because they want to bring more North American viewers sure. to their sport. And it ended up just being something that I was like, oh, this is so interesting because there's only 20 seats. Um, it's such a sport that has so much money in it. And my best friend and I were like, okay, let's see if we can talk about this or educate people as we're learning about it. Yeah. Um, and it's doing like pretty well. We're like really happy with everything, but it's been really fun to be in a space that's predominantly dominated by European men just because... But that's where the majority of races are happening. That's yeah. where the majority of drivers are from. Yes. Um, and then to be two women in Canada, yeah. and specifically in the prairies, trying to learn about Formula One, educate our audience, and then also have some fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. The idea of learning about something and doing a podcast yeah. at the same time, right? it's a great idea, I think so. Yeah, it's fun, and it's nice to have some grace with yourself and have it with our listeners, too, yeah. who are like, hey, you screwed this up. And I'm like, yeah, we probably are going to get things wrong. <laughs> so, please tell us. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what Bessie Box is. Yeah, so Bessie Box is a company that I run with two other co-founders where we work with local farmers initially uh, to deliver their products, which beef, chicken, pork, mangalitsa specifically, I know people love that, um, directly to people's front doors, but what has evolved and changed, and especially through COVID and seeing what people's needs are, we work with not-so-local fishermen to bring in fish. We're in Alberta, y'all. It's, I can't. There are some people doing some really cool, like, aqua farming stuff, but not working with them. Um, And then also breweries, because we are in, again, the Barley Belt, so there's a lot of breweries doing really cool things, and 
we somehow were able to get a license really quickly, nice. a Class D license to deliver alcohol, HLC. Way to go. That's a dream <laughs> to deal with that. But then it's just open our products, and then on top of that, we do like fun little add-ons. So yeah. like Bow Valley barbecue sauces and spices and things like that. So any interesting brands that kind of complement what our main product is, which is just frozen meat and seafood, we try and add it as well. Awesome. Where did the idea for the company come from? Yeah, not like the the true origin story yeah, or like my story. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's a little. I would say like the origin story of Messi comes from my fellow co-founder Spencer, who was inviting his friends over for meals, but not in the way that you're thinking. He'd invite them over to cook with him, so they'd be in a teeny tiny apartment. People would be like sitting on the floor peeling potatoes okay. and it would be like this art of cooking together and he was like there needs to be a better way to connect the farm to what our meals are every single day and also a way that's a bit more affordable. And then Bessie kind of, the initial idea came to be and my sort of segue into this is um, I just gotten laid off actually. And I had no idea what I wanted to do and was just like in a weird spot where I was like, I don't know, I'm open to anything. Yeah. And Spencer is someone I've known from university. He was sending us all surveys about food. And I remember being like, what is he working on? And I think I texted him or something and I asked him or DM'd him on Instagram or something like that. And I said, hey, do you want to go for a beer? And he said, no, but do you want to come to the office? And he pitched me what was Bessie at the time, and I was like, okay, yeah, like, sure, I'll be down to help. But then what changed it for me, where I was like, hey, I'm all in, was um, we met our first, the first partner farmer, who we actually don't work with anymore, and just understanding where our food comes and seeing it in that lens just shifted everything. And I was like, all right, let's do this. If we fail in a year, it will be something that I learned so much from, so that'll be fine. And it's almost like two plus years ago now, so <laughs> still going. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you, you kind of touched on it, but yeah. the philosophy is really giving those farmers, helping them get their products to... Yeah, 100%. So I think uh, if you asked me three years ago if I knew anything about supply chain, I would say no. I think maybe a lot of us have gotten well-versed with COVID, <laughs> just yeah, what supply chain is. Now. But the, the hardest thing is for these small to medium farms is to be competitive against the Cartmills and JBSs of the world who are billion dollar businesses and um, to make sure that they are continuing to make money. So we always pay our farmers a premium on their products and then we take the risk on of selling it. So all they need to do is raise the animal. Um, sometimes we'll tell them what cuts we're looking for and they'll process it in that way. Um, but sometimes we'll just take what they have. If they say, hey, I can't move this product, um, sterling steak seems to be one that always pops up. I don't know. Let's We'll figure that out later. <laughs> Why it's always sterling steak. But then we can easily buy that from them, and we take on the risk of that versus the farmer doing what they can do best. But, yeah, it's a big issue here in Alberta, for sure. It is, yeah. seems to be more and more farmers going that route. Mm-hmm. Direct sales. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shops at the farms, that sort of thing. Yeah, 100%. There's just so much more margin. Um, And in food alone, that's why, you know, I think all of us over the last few years feel for farmers and restaurants and stuff like that because they're such tough industries because the margin when it comes to food is so small. And with going to a JBS or Cargill, um, 
for you to buy it from the grocery store, there's like nine steps between a farmer and you. And at each one of those steps, someone needs to get paid, which means there's like less and less money available in the end. I think what was interesting though is with COVID, there obviously has been an increase in the cost of food. I think the UFC actually put out a study, I think they're a school like public policy or something, where they were saying like, yes, food is more expensive right now at grocery stores, but that money isn't actually going to the end farmer at all. And it's, like, a bit of a rude awakening, I think, for a lot of people. But going direct, if you can. Obviously, shop from us. I'd love it. But if you <laughs> shop from your local farmers as much as possible, we're so lucky to have it here in Alberta. So we might as well take advantage of it. Absolutely. And you're kind of looking at farmers that are ethical treatment. 100%, yeah. Um, we're always looking at ethical treatment. But I think what's been more interesting is to see what sustainable practices are being brought in and where farmers are innovating beyond our belief or where there's more interesting things that they're building and um, really leaning into that. I know one topic that comes up a lot is regenerative farming. So seeing as many farmers saying like, hey, we're going to drive this home and really work with that um, is really interesting. So of course, uh, making sure that their ethical is important. And then also we visit our farms. It has been challenging with COVID, but one of the things I always say best is the best place to social distance is truly on a farm because <laughs> you are going to have all the space in the world. So we do get to visit them, um, which is nice to see because then you can see the practices yeah. right in front of you. Yeah, that's one thing with having done this podcast over the last three years mm-hmm. that I appreciate the most is the fact that I've gotten to build some relationships with, yeah. with farmers and getting out to visit them and uh, see that. It's, uh, it's awesome and it's something it's so we've special. taken at home and work as much as we can we're trying to know where our food came from yeah and I think that's what you said there as much as you can is so important yeah. because I do think when people say oh you need to shop more local and more ethical there's and I think all those things are important but there's realities of so many people's lives so it's more like if you can do it yeah. you're financially capable and then you have access yeah. <laughs> you're not in a food desert um, please try yeah <laughs> so, talk about access, Betsy Box is yeah. a, a delivery service, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we source directly from the farm, and then we deliver product right to your door. So, it helps kind of cover off that areas. We do the Calgary and surrounding areas, so Calgary, Oak Oaks, Airdrie, all that kind of stuff, and then also Edmonton and the surrounding area okay. um, as well. Yeah. So, we have a kind of a warehouse here delivering logistics center of some sort yeah so we have i don't even know how many square feet but just less than a couple hundred i would say like maybe 300 i know at one point we had 600 square feet i know it's less than that now here in calgary um and then we have 300 ish at a warehouse in edmonton and we just fulfill from all of those micro warehouse locations awesome so talk about some of your products. <laughs> what can people expect if they're picking on the, the Bessie box? Yeah, I think what we're known for the best is just having a white glove customer service experience. If people shop from us. Why they keep coming back is that you have the best customer experience in the world. The product is great. Yep. Um, that'll always be there. But I think that's the key and why we've been so as successful as we have been but our farmers our partner farms we work with prairie ranchers who does grass-fed grass-finished beef they are one of our brief beef providers we also work with gemstone um it's quite popular i actually think you can get them at co-op 
don't want to quote me on that, but if you are looking for them right after listening to this podcast, you want to grab a kid, go there. Um, or obviously shop from us. But they have really interesting cuts, like tenderloin and tea tenders, and that's easier for us to grab from them. We have some farmers in kind of Mountain Special, so we have Irving's Farm right now, and they're giving us you know, hickory smoked bacon and sausages, which has been fun. Um, and one of the my favorite farmers, uh, Christina, over yes. at A Farms with the Megalitz. Yes. <laughs> We've had that in a couple times, and that was yes. been, that's been so fun to introduce to our customer base, yeah. just because um, I would say we have the best customers in the world because they're genuinely curious about food. None of them had been exposed to Megalitza before, but they were like, they sold it out in less than 24 hours, and all we got were just photos of them trying to experiment and see what they could do, and I think that's really exciting. So that's a little bit of taste of the food side. Um, We also work with a company called North Sea here to work with them on seafood and getting what we need there. Um, And then in terms of breweries, we work with Annex Ale here in Calgary and Polar Park in Edmonton. And something that I'm going to give a little plug to <laughs> is um, Annex Ale, Polar Park, Bessie, uh, myself and some of the team members, as well as Raft Brew Labs. Sorry, you and if they just had to rebrand. I don't know if it's Brew Labs or Beer Labs. Um, and Exhale Brewery. We actually came together and created an organization called Each and Every. So okay. we're advocating for progressive drug reform too. Um, progressive, sir? Drug reform. Okay. The opioid. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah sort of, I don't want to say crisis, but just what we're going through right now um, and trying to hold government officials accountable and try to move through some legislation that will help protect ourselves, but then also getting naloxone kits into businesses. And I think to date, we have over like 151 businesses signed up across the country. So yeah, it's great to support local businesses because then we can do stuff like that. And we wouldn't have thought to do it until we were working with Anaxale on Polar Park in a total different way. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, just you talked about the customer service. Yeah. Ordered, uh, a couple of weeks ago and haven't really gotten had a chance to work. Hey, with some, I don't blame uh, you. Competitions and stuff. But I'm going to do some steaks tomorrow night. Ooh. I'm going to pull up the, one of the pieces of tuna too. Yeah, the tuna is, yeah. Um, oh, I would say, a fan favorite. Yeah. And it's also something that's a little hard to find here in Calgary. Yeah. So we've been lucky to find a, a great source that's wild caught. Yeah. Um, which I think is the most important thing. But yeah, I hope you enjoy. I've got a plan for it. I'll tell you, it's uh, plug to Sam the cooking guy. He's out of San Diego. Yeah. He's Canadian, but lives in San oh, Diego. Oh, wow. Okay. YouTube and yeah. cookbooks and stuff. Ground up Captain Crunch cereal. Okay. Coated in that. And you just give it a real quick sear on all sides. You kind of make strips yeah. out of it. A quick sear on all sides and then you slice Can it. Captain Crunch. <laughs> I wish you could see his face right now. Just the grin. Yeah. Like a nail dip. Oh. So that's a... Like a, a Japanese little, nail. Yeah, yeah. See, that is a staple. Yeah, yeah. Where do you find it here? Oh my gosh, so many places. So there's okay. TNT, yeah. um, but you, you mentioned where you lived. Yep. There's an A-Mart. Yeah, okay. I and they, have it. they have it. They actually have like four different options. Okay. So I think that's more than I see in most places. Okay. But I think that's a fridge staple. Yes. At least for the Bessie team, everyone has Japanese mayo in their fridge. How is it different? I have no just idea. It's just the taste yeah. is different. Um, the, I, I don't know. And like the creaminess is different. And it just pairs well with so... I think it's honestly the umami yeah, flavoring. Yeah. And it just kicks it up a little bit. So it yeah. helps savory dishes so much more than you can imagine. And I also would say that's probably... Now that I think about it, it's so different than the mayo that I've had in like when I was living in Germany for a month. Like, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Even that one's different. Yeah. So who would have thought? <laughs> it's going to be we'll so different. <laughs> yeah, so that's tomorrow night to steak, so we're going to do that. Oh, it's going to be so good. Excited for you. Anything kind of new stuff coming uh, you wanted to talk Yeah, so we're actually in the middle of an annual sale. So uh, right now, if you head to BessieBox.com until September 16th, that's a Thursday, I think that's right. Yes, the 16th. Um, you can get 25% off your order. So all you have to use, do is use code and summer. It's okay if you don't remember. It's quite literally everywhere on the site. So you'll I was be on fine. the website. It yeah, <laughs> it pops up. And also, we are very nice people. So if you just place an order and shoot us an email and you're like, I forgot to apply, we'll refund you. It's totally fine. Awesome. But yeah, that's the big, exciting thing that's going on right now. It's mayhem for us, but yeah, it's exciting. That's good. <laughs> Actually, I just jumped back. We kind of got sidetracked on yeah. the, the tuna and the mayo there. I was going to say the customer service when I did the oh. order was just top notch. Thank so you. Follow up in the texts telling me about yeah. delivery. I, you know, I was at work, but my wife was home, so I was, oh, they're, they're on their way. <laughs> so, oh, I so, love that. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. that's, um, I'm, that's been, I, I, like I said, the piece that I think we built a lot around that, A, great, has a great experience for you, yeah. but then also for our farms and stuff, when we know that the food's getting to the customers and we can ask for feedback within yeah. a week saying, like, hey, have you tried something? What's it like? Yeah. It just helps us give more feedback to them and let them know, hey, this was great. Or like, yeah. so this person cooked this in this way. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? And really build that rapport. So, yeah. yeah the, uh, the messing, hey, you know, show us what you, yeah. show us what happened <laughs> and that sort of thing. So that's great. It just, uh, it built a community. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Any thoughts of moving into different markets? Oh, that's like Keeping the million the, dollar question. Yeah. Um... I would say, of course, always. I think the direction is a little, like, do we go east? Do we go west? I don't know. Um, We're lucky to have a few businesses that want to use our software, which is nice. So that customer automation that you're talking about, which I have one using it right now. So is it more of that? I don't know. But I know for right now, what we've always wanted to do is to really enjoy food and make sure that the people that we're serving enjoy food. And if we continue to do that, then we're winning, whether that's in whatever way, whether we head over to opening ABC or yep. the other direction yep. or pushing more on the software, then yeah, we won. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> One thing we have that I did order and that we have yes. in that is the, uh, the maple syrup. Yeah. I haven't tried that. Yeah. The maple syrup was awesome. Okay. That's so great. Yeah, it's, it's not from Alberta, apologies, but it's off from Quebec, and it was a little limited time offer that we had, and we have, like, a little bit left over, so we've just been throwing them in packages, which is why I'm saying yeah. should order now right now because yeah. we're throwing a lot of freebies or um, things that other brands are like, hey, have your customers try this, like, let us know what they think um, kind of thing, so awesome. time to do it. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, your podcast, Get Checkered? Yes. So that, many uh, things. Um, all right. So I already told you all about the sale. Uh, yep. Get Checkered podcast episodes come out Monday. Every single Monday, um, which is exhausting, I tell you. <laughs> this Formula One races are so early. <laughs> I have to be up by like six tomorrow. Um, and then other than that, to look for the organization that we run, which is called Each and Every. If you want to know what the partner businesses are, you can look on the website, which is eachandevery.org, or just look for a little sticker in the window um, that says that they're part of Each and Every. 
or that they have naloxone on site. So if you do see anyone that needs help, then you can find them the help they need. Wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this. Last question I ask everybody. Yeah. It's dinner time. What's, uh, what's your go-to? My go-to is my friends make fun of me because I don't think it's a traditional go-to. But a crispy skin salmon, okay. sometimes with like a miso sauce on a bed of risotto tossed with some sort of what I call just like fridge trash <laughs> which is like leftover asparagus leftover spinach sometimes sweet potato great um, but it's always a risotto I find yeah which I know is exhausting for a lot of people but that's the go-to <laughs> I like risotto yeah it's so good so, yeah awesome Janica thanks so much for doing this thank appreciate you it. thank you so much for, uh, the support of the uh, <laughs> podcast network and, uh, and everything yeah. that's great so appreciate it thank you awesome thank you You're listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it's time now to take a quick look at the Canadian Barbecue Society events calendar. Brought to you by Bessie Box, delivering healthy, naturally-raised meat and seafood right to your door. Bessie is a small team in Alberta that delivers local food straight from the farm to you. Choose from Alberta grass-fed and finished ground beef to sustainable Atlantic salmon from B.C. You can order on your schedule, whether it's a one-time order or regular subscription, to your favorite Bessie box. All conveniently flash frozen and portioned, so you always have healthy meat and seafood ready to cook up a storm. We ordered our Bessie box a few weeks back and finally had a chance to do some cooking out of there this weekend. Did a couple of the wonderful ribeye steaks from Gemstone Beef and some ahi tuna, and let me tell you, it was both uh, were just fantastic. We've already uh, also tried the maple syrup that came with the pancake breakfast package, and it's wonderful as well. Do yourself a favor. Go to www.bessiebox.com to order yours now. If you order by Thursday this uh, week, September 16th, and use the code END OF SUMMER, you can save 25% off your order. If not, use the code APN10 to save 10% off your first order. That's code APN10. Enter it on checkout at bessiebox.com save 10% on your first order. The only remaining event on the Canadian calendar is coming up on November 26th and 27th in Regina, Saskatchewan. Agribition Supreme Barbecue Competition. Email info at prairiebarbecue.com for more information. That's info at prairiebbq.com. There was a KCBS event this past weekend in Delhi, Ontario, the Jack 9 Memorial and I have the results here for you. Top three in chicken were Rusty Smoke Barbecue, Broken Antler, and Wine Country bar- Barbecue. First place in ribs went to Wine Country Barbecue, followed by Mean Moe's Barbecue and Stainley's Competition Barbecue. The pork category went to Aubrey Barbecue, with Whiskey and Cleavers in second and McClay Brothers bar- Barbecue in third. Finally in brisket, Mean Moe's took the top spot with Hashtag Barbecue and Barbecue Blokes in 2nd and 3rd, respectively. 3rd place overall went to Wine Country Barbecue, while Hashtag Barbecue took Reserve Grand Champion, and Mean Moe's Barbecue was the Grand Champion. Congrats to all of the teams that heard their names called. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joint some love. 
Give me a follow on Twitter at Eat More Barbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs>